Fiverr is the world's largest marketplace for digital services, offers both buyers and sellers a digitally streamlined transactional platform. If you need to buy something, sell something, or whatever you want to do on Fiverr, just go to bit.ly slash GOP Josh Fiverr today to get your gig or to put your gig on Fiverr and help support the program as well. That is bit.ly slash GOP J-O-S-H Fiverr F-I-V-E-R-R. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Americanism, not globalism, will be our credo as long as we are led by politicians who will not put America first, then we can be assured that other nations will not treat America with respect, the respect that we deserve. You're listening to the voice of the future. Fighting for America every day. This is the conservative crusader. And here's your host, GOP Josh. Hello and welcome. This is the Conservative Crusader here on the Red Future Radio Network. Glad to be with you all today. As always, GOPJosh.com is my website, GOPJosh.com. 16-year-old conservative commentator, political analyst, and host of this very program, also the number one enemy of the DeSantis campaign at this point. Very hilarious. One of the top news stories last week um, was about me, actually. So we're glad to be with you all today. As always, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday when we are able to, of course. Monday was Memorial Day. And, and we're a little late to talk about Memorial Day, so we're going we're gonna to keep that for next time. And I tweeted about it on my Twitter page, GOPJosh20, but thank you for those who served and those, ultimately, who paid the ultimate price for our freedom. As our introduction says every episode, freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction, and that is very true. And those who passed away on the front lines for our freedom know that more or less, or know that more than anyone else. So thank you for your service and, and for sacrificing everything for us. But let's hop into this now. One of the top stories last week was actually yours truly. And I want to say thank you for those uh, new listeners. If you're just now hopping in, listening to the program, thank you for hopping in and tuning in for the first time. For those returning, welcome back, soldiers. Glad to be having you back again for the second or third or 203rd time listening to the program. Uh, GOP Josh, like I said, is my name uh, from Ohio. Great American patriot, proud to support Donald Trump in 2024. If you didn't know that already. And if you're listening to this program and you didn't know that already, maybe you probably aren't quite up to the program yet, but, but stay tuned. We'll, we'll fill you in. All right. Christina Pushall, or, or Pushall, Beavis from Beavis and Butthead, if you actually look at her. Uh, thanks for the hat tip on that, Brennan Dilly uh, from The Dilly Show. DeSantis aide gets into bizarre spat with MAGA teen over Botox in Ukraine. Well, I wonder who this MAGA teen would, would be. Let's, let's read the story a little bit. 
A campaign aide to presidential candidate Ron DeSantis roped herself into it. Oh, yeah, he, he announced, by the way, we'll talk about that here in a minute. Uh, into a Twitter spat Thursday with a 16-year-old Trump supporter who took a stab at her by asking how much of the $1 million establishment raised yesterday will go towards your Botox. Christina Pushaw, DeSantis' outspoken, uh, outspoken flack clapped back. Does your mom know what you're doing on the internet? But the schoolyard bickering didn't stop there. The boy who goes by GOP Josh, wait a second, wait a second, is this story about me? Continued to come after Pushaw at a parent's cosmetic work and called her a foreign national and Ukraine simp, referring to her work for the Ukrainian politician Mijel uh, Sakavaliski, uh, former Ukrainian governor, president of Ukraine. And, and she actually says it here. If you want to hear her voice, by the way. Governor said it better than I Hopefully could. you have both your phones in, because it's only in the left. It's non-news. The NBC article that you had showed me is accurate, that I worked for a Ukrainian politician, former president of Georgia, ending in 2020. I started working in Florida six months later, so it has nothing to do with my work in Florida. So I apologize if you have only a right earphone and you couldn't hear that there. Um, didn't realize it was like that until just now. But yeah, that, that that's her admitting she worked in Ukraine. Uh, she also tweeted, "She's he's literally a child, lol. I thank God Twitter wasn't a thing when I was his age. Look, he has plenty of time to grow up and learn something, and I wish him well. Um, yeah, that was about me and Christina Pushaw from the DeSantis campaign. And listen, I, I have nothing against her personally, and I was on a Twitter spaces uh, talking about this. Um, the reason I mentioned her Botox in the first place is because she is... The top aide to a political campaign. That is a fact. She is the most senior advisor on the Ron DeSantis campaign. Okay. She also has ties to George Soros with the Warsaw Security Forum, funded by Open Secure or Open Societies, which was is George Soros's organization. Okay. That is the lady running the campaign. Okay. We have seen constantly, time and time again, where Donald Trump will attack personal look, uh, personal looks and appearance, little uh, little Marco Lion's head, in order to get his point across the finish line. It's the same thing I did here, same thing that many people in politics do. But I'm being attacked, and I'm not, and I'm not, and I, I want to make this clear because this is the only real forum I have to explain myself. I'm not making this an age thing. I'm not making this an argument that. Oh, I'm 16 years old and they're cyberbullying a child. No, I don't care how old I am. Um, but but really, when you think about it, they are spending their valuable campaign time arguing with me. A 16-year-old, they've denied my show three times. Um, and I think that's really interesting. And I really think it's interesting when their only pushback is, Oh, he's 16 years old. I really wish that I had, you know, had had uh, didn't have Twitter at his age, you know. I don't care, okay? I don't care what... Christina Pushau has to say about me. I don't care what Max Nordock or whatever his name is, that the anonymous account that's 150 years old according to the person running it. I don't care what he has to say about me either. I don't care what anyone in the DeSantis campaign has to say about me or what they think about me. No matter what I say and, and, and how I report myself and how I, how I present myself on social media. I don't care. And I really don't care what they think of me uh, in the long run. It doesn't matter. But when you're attacking me and you're saying... Well, Josh doesn't know what he's talking about. He's only 16 years old. Why is that your line of attack? Why is it always down to my age? Because I'm not wrong? What's her name? Uh, Evie something or whatever. She blocked me on Twitter, so I can't find her account. Evie Kakalara. I'm going to assume her, her name is pronounced. Attacked me. She's supposedly a Trump supporter. She She's posing next to the license plate 
a Trump 24 on a picture she recently tw- uh, posted on Twitter. She is coming after me for talking about her Botox treatments, right? Talking about Christina Pushaw's Botox treatments and saying, well, you're 16 years old. You shouldn't be insulting women's looks online. She's done the same thing about Adam Schiff. And I asked her and I confronted her. I said, so why'd you do this to Adam Schiff? Well, he's my political enemy. This is a primary. The political enemy is the primary campaign. Not just the candidate, but the people putting their reputation on the line and their name on the line to back a candidate that doesn't deserve to win. And I know I'm going off about this for a long time and I talked about it a lot on social media, but it's a very important conversation to have. Okay? Because we need to win in 2024 and we need to do that by starting off with the primary campaign. If we don't win the primary, there is no reason to go for the general. I'm working to get Donald Trump reelected independently, not paid for by a campaign. And if he's not the winner of the primary, I know many conservatives won't vote for Ron DeSantis. So why are we even considering propping up a guy that won't get 50% of the Republican vote according to recent polling? Be a stupid thing to do. He's being psyoped, and I don't think Ron DeSantis inherently wants to run. right? I think it's Casey DeSantis that wants to run. His wife, Jill DeSantis, to, to be clear. I think it's Christina Pushaw who wants to be in the narrative again. I don't think it's actually Ron DeSantis. And so I'm not trying to attack Ron DeSantis. He seems like a great guy, inherently. But he's being led by the wrong people, just like John Fetterman, just like Joe Biden. Okay? And I know I'm saying okay a lot, but I want to make sure my, my point's getting across here. Um, because I, I never get a chance to defend myself in, in these Twitter spaces, on, on Twitter itself. Everything is, well, you're 16 years old. I never have a chance to speak to the people listening. And to the people actually out there that matter. So, so we're going to go to break. Join back in with Lizzie Marbach from Ohio Right to Life. And she's the director of communications for them. OhioLife.org. Um, I've had a lot of people ask to come on the program in the last like two weeks since I blew up on Twitter. But got to go back to the OGs. The, the people who have been with us since the beginning. And that includes Ohio Right to Life and Lizzie Marbach. So we will join with her right after the break. Here on the Conservative Crusader. GOPJosh.com. RedFutureRadio.com, back after this, here on Red Future Radio. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader. This is The Conservative Crusader. Welcome back. This is The Conservative Crusader. Joining us today for an update on the fight for life is Ohio Right to Life Communications Director, Director of Communications, uh, OhioLife.org is a website. Lizzie Marbach is joining us. Lizzie, welcome back to the program again. Josh, thank you so much for having me on. Well, it's an honor to get you on. We've had to reschedule a few times. You know, big things happening, but we appreciate you finally hopping in. Before we get into the actual news and the updates that we have, it's been a while since you've been on. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, enjoying the warm weather that has finally come to Ohio. So I have been very good as of late. A little, little too warm for me, if I'm being honest. But- <laughs> But we're handling, we're making do rather this than 30 degree weather as I was singing Christmas carols while waiting in the lobby for this. <laughs> for some reason, I'm not exactly sure why. Um, so there's been a lot of stuff going on since the last time we had you on the program in the pro-life work world. Uh, we have two new fights in Ohio now. We have November. We also have another fight we'll get to in a minute. Um, how are things looking for the November ballot initiative? Uh, and are there any updates with the anti-issue one work you've been doing at Ohio Right to Life? 
Yeah. So with the November ballot initiative, just to kind of fill everyone in that's listening, the abortion lobby announced earlier this year that they are going to try to put an abortion ballot initiative on the ballot this November. And what that initiative would do is it's a constitutional amendment to permanently enshrine abortion through nine months of of pregnancy, zero regulation, zero protections into our state's constitution. And not only abortion, but the ballot initiative would also give language that would enshrine uh, gender transition surgery and hormones and all of of that craziness that would now be enshrined as a constitutional right in Ohio's constitution and on top of that it would also remove any kind of parental rights and so it says that individuals have these rights to an abortion and to gender transition surgery not just adults but now minors and so parents would now constitutionally be stripped of their right to stop their kids from procuring an abortion or undergoing gender transition surgery. Wow. So, so there's a big initiative on that. And that's, that's crazy language, to be honest, that we hear in this initiative, how it's not clear and how they're trying to make it off as one issue when it's really not. And I think we've talked about that before. Uh, We've seen the big ad campaign and I've played a couple of the ads uh, from the Protect Women Ohio group, which I believe you're part of as well with Ohio Right to Life if I'm not mistaken there. Um, um, How's that ad campaign going and how's it being received? Yes. So what we have done is we have really tried to get out in front of this ballot initiative and set the narrative, set the tone before the left can come in with all of their lies and all of their manipulation like they always do. And so before they even started putting out their information, we saw the language that they submitted And we legally uh, saw all the legal loopholes to figure out what this language would actually do for Ohio, which is what I just explained. And we have done massive ad campaigns, like you said. We've uh, had a ton of help from every single pro-life organization across the state of Ohio. Our coalition is very large, as well as many national groups have, have come in to help us. And we have spent... Um, I want to, I, I don't know the number off the top of my head. I want to say it is um, $6 million uh, that we've spent total on ads. It might, it might be 5 million. I, I think I'm, I'm getting the number on, but we've spent millions of dollars on quite a just lot. educating. It, yeah. Yeah. Quite, quite a lot, just purely on educating people so that they know the truth about this ballot initiative. Cause what we know the left is going to do is they're going to be vague. They're going to be deceptive and they're going to use really misleading terms, which is what we see in the language of this constitutional amendment is it's so misleading. Any honest voter that's going to the ballot box that reads this is not going to understand all the legal implications that come from it. And so we have really seen a great turnaround from those. Uh, We see the left really going on defense for once, which is uh, unfortunately not the typical situation usually the the right is is the one that is always put on defense uh from the left attacks but we've gone on offense on this we've made ohioans really look at what we're saying and we have seen a ton of success from that and so we're really hoping to take that and just carry it all the way through november which is fantastic ohiolife.org is how you can find out more information you can donate you can support the cause there ohiolife.org um, but before we get to November, before we get to the main 
issue about abortion. There's actually a pro-life vote before that in August here in Ohio uh, as of just a few weeks ago. Can you tell us a little about that? Yes. So um, with the abortion lobby trying to force abortion on demand into our constitution while no one is looking this year, because that has happened, it really put a flag up for our uh, state representatives to to notice the loopholes that are in our constitution right now and, and the process that is currently in place to amend Ohio's constitution. Right now, in order to change Ohio's constitution, you only need a slim majority, 50% plus one is all that's needed to fundamentally change the founding document right. here in the Buckeye State. And that is just completely unacceptable. When you look at the, the U.S. Constitution, in order to amend the U.S. Constitution, you need two-thirds vote in both chambers of Congress, as well as a three-fourths vote from state legislators. Um, and you you see the, the, the difference in that. Um, since... Uh, the U.S. has been founded 200, uh, almost 250 years ago. The U.S. Constitution has only been amended 27 times. Compared to Ohio's Constitution, it's been amended 172 times. We literally have casinos, physical addresses written into our Constitution because it's been wielded by political activists for decades. We know that a lot of out-of-state interest groups see the loopholes, and they take advantage of that in order to squeeze through whatever political agenda they're trying to, to get through. And so our legislators this year, uh, headed up by an amazing representative, Brian Stewart. I know you've had him on the show. Great he friend of the show. Yeah, he is. He has done an amazing job at leading this effort. And what they're, what we're trying to do is we're trying to elevate the standards that it would take to fundamentally change Ohio's constitution. So we're trying to raise that sim that that simple majority from 50% plus one to 60%, which again, isn't even as high as what the U.S. constitution requires. We're just trying to bring it up to 60% of the vote that would be uh, required in order to change Ohio's constitution, as well as uh, ensuring that every single county in Ohio, that all 88 counties have a voice. Right now, you can literally ignore half of the state and be able to get your constitutional amendment on the ballot without ever stepping foot in any of these rural counties. And the population in Ohio, when you break it down, about 50% of Ohioans live in metropolitan areas, but the other 50% live in rural areas. Mm -hmm. And what the left has been able to do for decades is completely ignore the rural voters and just go into these major cities to um, collect petitions and get their constitutional amendments that are politically motivated to get them on the ballot. And if we are able to pass issue one, uh, it'll raise the threshold to 60% and it'll also require that all 88 counties have a voice well, in the process. Well, a fantastic thing uh, and a part of the 60% is that you're just bringing it up to the threshold of the Ohio Democrat Party Constitution and the requirements <laughs> it takes to amend their constitution. And I know yeah. you're not with a partisan organization or anything like that, but that's an important fact to put out there. This is a partisan show. I'm sorry. Um, so, so August 8th is the big day for the election as of now. There are still legal challenges going on. People have taken it all the way up to the Ohio Supreme Court. I know you're not a lawyer or anything like that. But what happens if that vote is delayed and will it still have time to go into effect before November? 
So to be honest, I really don't think that the vote will be delayed. I think that the legal challenges that they're bringing against it are very weak. They're claiming that uh, we're using too positive of a language by using the term elevate instead of change. And so they're, in, in my humble opinion, I'm not a lawyer, so I'm not making, uh, I'm not giving any legal advice, but I really don't think that they have any any standing in their legal argument. It just doesn't seem to make sense. And I don't think that the Ohio Supreme Court will buy it. So I really think that we're going to see this on the ballot in August. However, if it does get delayed, I am not too sure. I I do not believe that we would have any more time. If it, if it gets delayed, I, I think that the next step is that it would just be on the November ballot. So this is our last Hail Mary to stop the abortion lobby from forcing themselves onto Ohioans. And it's not just abortion. It's uh, minimum wage, it's medical marijuana, all sort of legit or, or recreational marijuana, all sort of legislative issues that are trying to go through the constitutional amendment process before yeah. before the media matters of Ohio group that uh, of fake journalists go out there and say, <laughs> well, they're talking it's about abortion. Yeah, it is inherently. And it's also about other issues as well. Just want to put that out there um, before. we begin. Yeah. Uh, do you know the dates off the top of your head for early voting? And you don't have to. I- I'll mention them afterwards if you don't. Yeah, no, I do actually. So, and and just to touch on what you were saying, you're completely right. This is not just about abortion. The only reason why everyone's talking about abortion is because the abortion ballot initiative is also likely to be in our November ballot. But this will affect Ohioans for decades to come. This is this is not just a single issue. Ohio's founding document literally is the framework for all of our laws, and it is what protects Ohio uh, citizens. It's what protects our freedoms and liberties. And so this goes well beyond just the abortion issue. But as uh, a pro-life advocate, I will say that the abortion issue is the most, protecting the, the right to life is the most foundational right. And so if we lose that and have that written into our constitution, who's to say that every other one of our freedoms and liberties cannot be stripped away. And so to to get to your um, other question about early voting though, so uh, every Ohioan has until July 10th to register to vote. And if you go to voteohio.gov, that's voteohio.gov, V is in Victor. Um, you can register to vote online, or if you need to update your address, you can update your address on there as well. So you can update all of your voting uh, information right online at voteohio.gov. You had to do that by July 10th. And then July 11th, absentee uh, voting as well as early in-person voting begins. And the actual election day is August 8th. Dates to remember, July 10th, be registered and have your registration updated by 11th is when early voting starting uh, starts. And election day is August 8th. OhioLife.org is a great website for resources and to help support the campaign, uh, yes in August, no in November, is pretty much the whole big slogan going on right now. Um, so how can people get involved with Ohio Right to Life, uh, get the yes in August, no in November, across the finish line, and help end abortion in Ohio? Yeah, well, it, like you said, you can definitely go to our website, go to ohiolife.org. You can sign up for all of our email updates right on there. Or please feel free to shoot me an email. It's emarbach at ohiolife.org. E- 
M-A-R-B-A-C-H at ohiolife.org. And I can definitely get you plugged in wherever you're you're looking to volunteer at whatever capacity. I would love to get you plugged into our grassroots. We have so many opportunities and we're going to need as many hands on deck. Well, thank you for those resources as well. We'll put those in the show notes below. Anything else you want to tell Ohio tonight? Um, no, other than just continue to support GOP, Josh, you are doing an amazing job at spreading the truth and we need so many more young voices out there like yourself, young male voices that are leading the way and showing the next generation that you can lead in truth and that you can be courageous and not be afraid to, uh, kowtow to, to the left. You can stand up against them. So just continue doing your amazing work. I'm very proud to say that I know you and that I'm your friend. Well, thank you. You're a great friend. And some would say even alpha male voices if you want to get into the controversy there. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Lizzie Marbach, Ohio Right to Life, ohiolife.org. Thank you again for joining us. Thank you. I'll have to get you on soon and, and get the final update. Back after this here on the Red Future Radio Network. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader. Hey everyone, it's Joe P. Josh. We can only keep the Conservative Crusader podcast or or program that you're listening to right now on the air with your support. We have recently launched a Patreon program where you can support us here at Red Feature Radio for as little as $3 a month. You can find that at patreon.com slash gopjosh. You can also support the program at anchor.fm slash the conservative crusader for as much or as little as you'd like to give. This program will remain free and financial support is not required or expected. But anything to keep us on the air helps. Thank you, folks. And now, back to The Conservative Crusader. This is The Conservative Crusader. Welcome back. This is The Conservative Crusader. Hope you all enjoyed that interview with the one and only Lizzie Marbach. From Ohio Right to Life, OhioLife.org, OhioLife.org is their webpage to, to support them and learn more about them as well. Very important nationwide that we put support in Ohio and, and we explain to Ohio what's the big deal is and really what's going on with this initiative. And so I appreciate her joining the program now pretty much nationally uh, listened to. So we, we've had a crazy uptick in listeners since the big blow up. So thank you all for tuning in wherever you're tuning in from. Your voice is important, and we love to hear your voice. Call into the program 574-675-6747. That is 57GOPJosh7 on our patreon.com slash gopjosh voicemail line. Patreon.com slash gopjosh brings you that line. 574-675-6747. So leaked audio came from a Ron DeSantis campaign. And this actually got deeper today. This is a five-minute or five-day-old article at this time. I was supposed to talk about it on Friday. Um, but this is actually a lot bigger now than it was, right, with the Ron DeSantis campaign, um, is that he wants to move middle after the primary in Clinton's approach to abortion. Uh, during this session, the hosts, including DeSantis pollster Ryan Tyson, amongst others, can be heard lauding this is a major step forward for the Republican Party in moving to the middle on abortion. There are a number of times throughout the leaked audio that DeSantis strategists can be heard telling wealthy donors, you have to win a primary before you win a general which is the political campaign speak for, we'll move to the middle after he won the nomination. In response, Santa supporters originally denied the existence of the audio, then claim it never provided the quotes that can be heard in full below, which is on uh, the National Pulse. 
Eventually, their claim came to rest on a strawman argument that Ryan Tyson didn't make the comments, but an unnamed donor in the room did. Mr. Tyson was not directly quoted as the source of all comments in the audio in the first instance. So you can listen to that at the link in the show notes below from the National Pulse. Um, are we surprised? And I feel like I say that a lot nowadays, but I, I'm genuinely saying, are we surprised when I say Ron DeSantis wants to move to the middle? Because he's always been sort of the anti-populist replacement to Donald Trump. That's what the left has always seen him as. That's what the Republican establishment has always seen him as, as a possible replacement to Donald Trump, which he's not. Right? He's not a replacement to Donald Trump in any way, shape, or form. He is his own man, and he's a terrible man when he's running against Donald Trump, okay? But they want to move to the middle. And that's important to, to, to note in its own regard. But I have to tell you about how this audio got leaked, right? This is a funny spat. And I'm so glad that Christina Pushal does not have me blocked on Twitter at this point, although we argue quite a bit. Um, Christina Pushal leaked a room full of donors of Ron DeSantis. Okay? This is crazy with the photo that we saw put out here. Um, and, and let me pull it up here as well. They took a picture and circled the, the leaker. His name is uh, Chris. He is a hinge date with um, with one of the DeSantis staffers, which just got invited to a to a hearing, a very important campaign strategy session, which I guess is how those things work. I guess you can just bring anyone with you when you donate money, I guess. Um, not a staffer next to him in the photo that, that Christina Pouchard decided to put out. But the photo leaked a lot of donors in the room as well. So I can't pick out a lot of faces from this. I'm sure someone out there can. Um, but notably, in the front row is Clay Travis, the replacement to Rush Limbaugh, or not the replacement, but one of the fill-in hosts, so to speak, of the time slot from 12 to 3 on the EIB network it is Clay Travis, the sports guy. And the funniest part is I don't know how much the tickets were for this event. Don't know how much you had to donate for this. A lot of people with the DeSantis hats on in the photo. He's sitting there in the front row with his arm on another chair, scrolling on his phone or typing on his phone. The guy behind him is doing the same thing. The guy behind that guy is doing the same thing. This is a boring event and a boring campaign, folks. DeSantis does not have any sort of motivation, any sort of momentum. He's not going to win the primary. And I'm tired of talking about Ron DeSantis already just on the program. He's not going to last. He's probably going to drop out before Iowa. Seriously. And to, to what we're talking about, the pro-life issue, as we did in the last segment, if you missed that, go back and listen on the podcast, uh, gopjosh.com slash show for that. Um, Sanders wants to move to the middle on abortion, right? Trump is the most pro-life president in American history. He nominated Amy Coney Barrett and Brett Kavanaugh and Neil Gorsuch to the Supreme Court, which is a good thing. Because they got Roe v. Wade overturned. That's a good thing. DeSantis wants to move to the middle. Clinton policies on abortion. Do you like the name Clinton and DeSantis together? Because that's who's running the camp, folks. That's who's proposing the idea, folks. That is, are are the, the Clinton people. That's what we're seeing here. If they want to copy the Clinton ideas, might as well vote for Hillary Clinton. It's a joke. And I've said multiple times, and I've said it on Twitter, I've said it on the program, and I'm going to say it again. The campaign for Ron DeSantis is being psyoped by the globalists, 
by the neocons, by the neolibs, and the ones that take, want to take down Donald Trump as their only campaign platform. They don't want to win. They don't want to stop abortion. They don't want to stop any sort of conservative values or anything, cause any conservative values to happen. They want to stop Donald Trump. And they don't want conservative values to win. That's the problem with this campaign. And that's why I go after the people propping DeSantis up. And that's why I'm not willing to hide from the fact that Christina Pushaw has Botox, okay? Because we are not doing the right thing when we're propping up Ron DeSantis. First of all, making him run is ruining his political career forever because he's not going to win. But the fact that we're going out there and saying, yeah, look at this guy, right? This is the guy to replace Donald Trump. He, he's Trump light. That won't say anything about the Ukraine war, the war in Ukraine. That won't say anything about the important foreign policy issues. When you go to rondesantis.com and you look on the sidebar for, for the, the pages, there's a main feed which has videos in it. Join the team, volunteer, shop and donate. Events, meet DeSantis, meet Casey DeSantis. Press and media, work with us. No policy on the website. This man is not running a serious campaign. He's running a campaign trying to fool you into thinking that you should support Ron DeSantis over Donald Trump. I'm telling you, folks, you shouldn't. Because Trump has written out on his website, DonaldJTrump.com. I encourage you all to go there. First thing you see, Agenda 47. Fantastic agenda. It's put out in bullet points with videos as a feed. Let's click on a random one here. Let's do the most recent one. The Celebration of 250. As soon as we can get it to load here on Rumble. Three years from now, the United States will celebrate the biggest and most important milestone in our country's history. 250 years of American independence. What a great country. And we have to keep it that way. But that's why, as a nation, we should be preparing for a most spectacular birthday party. We want to make it the best of all time. Here is my plan to give America's founding in 1776 the incredible anniversary it truly deserves. On day one, And he goes on and he talks about what, what's important to him. And he actually presents himself to the voters in a medium that's never been accessed before, which is social media, to truly motivate and, and put out policy positions. Ron DeSantis is unwilling to write down what he supports because what he supports changes every day. Well, we have a real candidate in the race that was willing to go out there and say what matters and say what he believes on tape for the people to see. That's important to me. One more thing before we hop in here. DeSantis decided to announce on Twitter Spaces. He got crushed in the ratings. The failure to launch was a major failure. Uh, had been watched by probably over 10 million people, according to Twitter. The current, that, that, that's what DeSantis said. The current tally is 3.9 million people, according to Twitter Spaces. As of right now, it's 4.1, uh, playing the recording, so no one's listening to this. Because this Trump decided to go to major news sources and do it a traditional way without stupid tech problems, he reached 13 million more Americans. Fox News with 5 million listeners, CNN 2.43 million, 
uh, 1.2 million on YouTube for Fox News, Fox Business, another almost a million, CNBC, 612,000. That's major, okay? That's a campaign that can win. That's a campaign that can win in, uh, in the primary and in November and can actually get conservative values across the finish line. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader. This is The Conservative Crusader. Welcome back. This is The Conservative Crusader. Glad to be with you all today again, as always, in the fourth segment and the final segment. The Ohio segment was kind of trumped today. Uh, in segment two with Lizzie Marbach from Ohio Right to Life, ohiolife.org. Listen to that. The fight for life with Ohio Right to Life. That's a, that's a good direct, that would be like a good podcast title. The fight for life with Ohio Right to Life. That's a good idea. You can have that one for free, Lizzie. Um, but but going into this now uh, with non-2024 news, with non-DeSantis or Trump news. Didn't know that was possible on this program, but let's get a round of applause for that. Whoa, not hearing about the same story over and over again as it seems to be in this industry. Texas House decided to vote to impeach Ken Paxton in a major vote, 121 to 23, over allegations of corruption, bribery, obstruction of justice, and various other charges, largely, largely related to the FBI's investigation into a real estate developer and a Paxton donor. They only needed a simple majority, but they got a lot more than that. Paxton is removed from office pending, uh, temporarily, pending the conclusion of the trial in the Senate. Uh, two-thirds of the Texas senators must back the impeachment for him to be permanently removed. Um, I really don't understand why. I don't think having a connection to a corrupt person is enough to get you out of office. If so, um, uh, Joe Biden, pack your bags. Oh, wait, we have weak Republicans nationwide. They won't do that. But they're willing to get out there, and this must be a major connection they're just not reporting yet. They're waiting for the trial to come out for them to overwhelmingly sort of push for his removal. And people ask me, and they say, well, Josh, doesn't this show that Trump's losing ground? No, it's showing he's gaining ground, really. Ken Paxton is overwhelmingly Trump-aligned. They ran a Bush against him, and the Bush lost. And the Bush-aligned legislature members in the state of Texas are... Bush aligned, and they're willing to go out there and try to get uh, George P. Bush in this position. P. Bush, I think, is a funny name. Um, but that was his nickname in school. Um, but he's accused of interfering in foreclosures, accepting renovations to his home, and for interviewing on behalf of a donor who is facing removal for a residence in Colorado. Uh, Paxton lost an investig- launched an investigation in children- Texas Children's Hospital over providing sex change operation to children. He sued the Biden administration. Uh, to change a migrant emissions program, Biden administration policies on abortion and welfare benefits for illegal immigrants, while also securing an injunction against new EPA regulations involving water. They investigated GoFundMe after they dropped a fundraiser for the Canadian Freedom Convoy and launched a probe into the Chinese-owned app TikTok. Uh, tr- Trump endor- uh, supported him. Ted Cruz supported him. But they went and did it anyway. So he's suspended from his position. This is another thing that really blows my mind with the Republican Party is that people who are elected by massive margins are willing to go out there and say, yeah, you're not fit for office. We don't like you anymore. The people that were voted in doing the right things for the right people, doing the right things for the American people. That's a joke. Our party is a joke. 
We are so divided over whether you're Trump or you're Bush or you're Trump or DeSantis or you're Trump or this or that. If Ron DeSantis was a dropout tomorrow, this would all stop. Let's be real. Because if he was to drop out tomorrow and he was to go out and say, you know what, I'm endorsing Donald Trump, those trying to relieve the, 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 the power of Trump and the party by, by doing these, these theatrics will not have motivation anymore. Besides to make Trump look bad in general, which would be pretty bad. Um, but that's pretty much the big thing going on right now is they're trying to impeach Ken Paxton, who's a great, great, great uh, attorney general. Also, Project Veritas is suing James O'Keefe for putting his own interests ahead of the organization while he was the founder. Serious allegations by Project Veritas employees about incredibly troubling workplace and financial misconduct by O'Keefe. The suit uh, cited allegations of screaming at co-workers, targeting female employees, and creating strained relationships with donors. O'Keefe is also accused of missing, uh, misusing funds from Project Veritas for needs such as laundry, cleaning his boat, and other errands, which I just don't believe. I think this is more because James O'Keefe created his own media group, which is um, the O'Keefe Media Group, OMG. I think that's the biggest sort of thing, the biggest sort of situation we've got going on here. Listen, I like him. I'm a big fan of, uh, yeah, if I, if I can talk, I'm, I'm a big fan of James, James O'Keefe. He does a good job, does good work. As uh, a journalist, breaks stories no one else has ever broke before, changed worlds, this man has pro uh, James O'Keefe. And we're willing to go out there and say, yeah, you cleaned your boat. We don't want you anymore. Project Veritas is a joke. James uh, O'Keefe's personal group is doing a better job as it is. The O'Keefe Media Group doing fantastic. Um, Yeah, so check them out before you just decide to support uh, Project Veritas again. I don't know. I just, not a, not a big fan of Project Veritas at this point. Ohiolife.org, before we go into our last story, make sure you check them out as well. In our Fiverr link, I didn't promote Fiverr today. Fiverr, world's largest marketplace for digital uh, services, offers both buyers and sellers a digitally streamlined transactional platform. Our... Whatever you might need, voiceover sort of a platform to, to speak on even uh, and to do a translation services, whatever else. Fiverr can do it for you. Go to bit.ly slash GOP Josh Fiverr, F-I-V-E-R-R -R today. That is bit.ly slash GOP Josh Fiverr, bit.ly slash GOP Josh F-I-V-E-R-R. And now the debt ceiling, which I don't talk about finances on the program. I'm not a financial expert. I don't know a lot about finances myself, but I am willing to say that this debt ceiling bill is stupid. We gave up all the sacrifices. We sacrificed everything to not default. And I'm not saying we need to default. I'm not saying we need to intentionally let our economy crash. I am saying that had we defaulted, it would look terrible on Biden, not that bad on Republicans, and we had no incentive to not allow us to default on that regard alone. And yet we sacrificed everything for Biden to not default. That's not a good look as a Republican Party. So, there is another vote tonight. Uh, it'll probably happen before the program airs, but not after it's recorded, or not before it's recorded. 
Um, so Hakeem Jeffries is supporting it to put it to support the rules package to bring the actual vote to to the floor. Um, so so they're they're supporting the rules package, and they are getting it across without Republicans, without a lot of Republicans. I know a lot of good conservatives are not voting for it, but you know we'll see how it goes. We'll see what what happens at the end here. We have to stop bowing the knee. We fold at everything as a party. For nothing. We get nothing out of the deal. Republican voters, conservative voters get nothing out of the final deal every time we have to go to the negotiating table because we fold like a used t-shirt. We fold like an old piece of cardboard. We fold like anything. We just, we, we flip floppity. We fold like a cheap piece of soggy pizza. I don't know. We fold like everything. We are the weakest people there is. We are the weakest party. We are weaker than the Libertarian Party. The Libertarian Party at least votes no on everything. They at least have a uniform caucus where they have offices held. We do nothing as a party and do nothing and, and we get no benefit out of it. Our voters that put us in this position so many times, Republican voters that have voted for Republicans over and over and over again, are looking at us saying, what's the point? Why go to the ballot box if we're not going to get anything done? We have the House. Use the power. We have the power of the purse. We are raising the debt ceiling until 2025. We don't have to have this conversation again while Biden is in office. Why are we not willing to sacrifice this one time, show that we mean business, and show we're not weak sauce? Our party sucks. And that's a terrible note to end on tonight, but that's pretty much it. Um, Republican Party stinks. Support Ohio right to life. And uh, follow me on Twitter. GOPJosh20. G-O-P-J-O-S-H-20 is my Twitter page. GOPJosh.com. RedFutureRadio.com. Follow my friends Alan Jacoby and Samuel McGuire on Twitter. Samuel C. McGuire and AJ Kobe 1776 on Twitter. Support those two great patriots. Catch my appearance on We The People Radio last night. Go to 1776live.tv to catch that VOD over there, 1776live.tv. We're back Friday with a brand new episode of The Conservative Crusader. See y'all next time, and stay tuned. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader. 